Welcome to Revitalize Kindness, where we give perspective to what kindness can look like in our culture today. Kindness is still present in our daily lives, however, it is becoming more and more difficult to see. Ultimately, kindness has the power not only to change a life, but the world. Please join Dave Weaver as he talks about how when our culture and kindness collide, it can be a very Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast, where we believe that kindness has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Dave Weaver, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. This episode is called Family Mentality. So what is family mentality? I think it's a term that I actually I actually coined a term, I believe. I've looked it up on the internet, and so far I haven't been able to find it. If you if you find it, if you, hey, if you if you're able to search it out and you find something, you let me know. Um, but since I think I'm coining a term here, I think I'm going to define the term as well. So that's what I'm going to do to start out this episode of the podcast. I am going to give you the definition. This is my definition of the word family mentality, and then we're going to jump right into the episode, and we're going to come back to this definition i believe at the end of it we're going to see how this goes all right all right so this is what family mentality is it describes a state of being in which people are primarily influenced by their family thereby living up to the moral principles taught and making rational decisions that will honor and support the legacy which belongs to each member of the family that was a lot. So I'm going to read it again. All right. So family mentality is this. It describes a state of being in which people are primarily influenced by their family, thereby living up to the moral principles taught and making rational decisions that will honor and support the legacy which belongs to each member of the family. So that's my definition of family mentality. So again, what are we doing here? What is this all about? All right. So last week we talked about simple living and we gave some examples of what simple living was. And then we contrasted that with um, what what we see in life today and uh, which was full of, you know, complexities and, and chaos. And so, you know, just going back real quick, um, we talked about simple living was some of these. Um, to reduce one possessions, uh, we talked about minimalism. We also talked about life without social media. That can help simplify our lives. Um, but we get on there, we get upset, and it just complicates us. We get addicted to social media and other platforms um, or Facebook and other platforms. And so we just got to be careful with that. Um, and then we also talked about not keeping up with the Joneses. So we want to just keep up with everybody and buy, buy, buy. And um, we've got to look like the next person. And we, um, and we know a lot of people to keep life simple. They do not want to keep up with the Joneses. But we also, on the podcast last week, one of the things that we talked about was being family focused. Um, and we think, you know, in family focused, that was one of the 
ideas of being simple or living a simple life in terms of like, you know, we, a person that doesn't get wrapped up into everything else and, you know, sports or, or TV or, you know, tons of school and hobbies and, you know, all these different things that we can get wrapped up into. And then so being family focused and, and kind of living a simple life in that way was somewhat what we talked about. And then the contrasting part of that, especially with the family, we talked about uh, the thing I said was family is not at the forefront of our society, but mob mentality is. Hmm. So we, we, you know, we defined mob mentality um, last week. I think we did. No, we didn't. Doing that this week. All right. So anyway, going back to this week now. So yeah, we, we looked at those. We contrasted those. But it got me thinking. And after talking to a couple people, I just wanted to clarify a few things. So this episode, that's what we're going to do. We're going to take the idea of being family focused and how family should be at the forefront of our lives and and how it may not be so um, anymore today. And then what does it mean or what am I talking about when I say that we seem to favor mob mentality over family? So let's start explaining it. Lucy, you've got some explaining to do. So that's what we're going to do here. Um, it was a bad impression. I, I know. I know it was. It's terrible. Um, so what is mob mentality anyway? So it goes by different names. You may have heard, well, herd mentality. I was going to say you may have heard herd mentality. Um, H-E-R-D, herd mentality. There's mob, again, mob mentality. And it's also known as pack mentality. Um, the lesser known form of that is called gang mentality. And what is it? It describes how people can be influenced by their peers and to adopt certain behaviors on a largely emotional rather than rational basis. And then the rest of that definition says when individuals are affected by mob mentality, they may make different decisions than they would have individually. So very strange thing if we are making decisions that we wouldn't normally make. And why would we want to do that? Does that make any sense at all? I don't know. And there's some things here. And let me read this. This is uh, maybe give some perspective. Like where where do we see mob mentality and and things? And in the United States, I feel that we see multiple examples of that. Um, so we see it, of course, things like rioting. And we've got a lot of that going on across the country. We're destroying certain cities out there and people need to stop. And but they're, you know, once things start to get out of control and they gain momentum, other people follow along. They're in the, that mob mentality that pressures there and they're taking opportunities to um to destroy and divide and um, to really go beyond what the scope is when we want to protest certain ideas in the country. And so we've had 
Um, over the years, um, we've had all sorts of protesting, um, but we've had rioting sometimes comes from that, and that's when you kind of get this mob mentality um, intersects with that, and oh, it only takes a few people, maybe one or two, maybe a group, and then, and then everybody kind of goes along. And then social media is another place that we see this mob mentality. Um, how, many po- how many people have been on a post or posted something, not really, you know, didn't really mean any harm, um, a personal opinion, really wasn't a tough opinion either. It was just a, a simple, this is how I feel about something. And all of a sudden you're getting attacked left and right. And <clears throat> then one or two people do it. And then all of a sudden you got three and a four or five on you about a certain thing. And so there you go. There's mob mentality again. We do it. We, we see it in politics. Um, and then buying merchandise and following trends in businesses. We, we do that with the, and then also in our personal lives, we, we can, um, form this, this mob mentality sometimes will come out. So an article I read, and I'll put the link in the, um, in the show notes, it says this about mob mentality. And so I think this is really, this kind of gives us a better scope of how it works and where do we sit. It says this, quote, What driving force could be so powerful that it could transform a serene group of individuals into a potentially violent mob? What could sway the minds of half a stadium based on the influence of only a handful of people? It's the same thing that motivates a person to share an impassioned social media post in knee-jerk response to societal standards. It's a yield to perceived group pressures by publicly expressing whatever sentiment is in agreement with the norm. It is so easy to do that most of us aren't even aware when we're doing it, end quote. And so... There you go. That last statement kind of kind of scary. And again, why? I have to ask the question why. They say in the article, it's so easy to do that most of us aren't even aware when we're doing it. Does it seem like a good idea? Sure, let's go. Kind of like that old saying, I think parents probably said this a bunch. Friends could have said it too. Would you jump off a bridge if so-and-so jumped off a bridge? Well, with mob mentality, sure you would. <laughs> Let's go. Which bridge? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's just it's just silly. It sounds silly, but it happens, and it happens in more places than we could probably care for. So we've got that. That's mob mentality, and that's that herd mentality that we see. And that's not good, but I, I feel like we're following that more and more because you've got all of the marketing, you've got the social media, you've got everybody has a soapbox to be on and everybody's following each other in all the tweets and um, Instagram posts, not so bad, but then Facebook, it just, it's a terrible cycle of nonsense, really. Um, but we feed into it. And we become part of that mob mentality. But what about civilization? What about family? What about this 
family mentality that I'm talking about. So let me give you a few things to think about. So civilization, let's look at that for a second. There was a philosopher in the early 20th century. His name was William Durant. Um, I'll, I'll leave a link to this um, website where I got this information. But William Durant once said this, the family is the nucleus of civilization. Let me say that again because I didn't say it well. The family is the nucleus of civilization. All right. Now, he had an article on his website about civilization. So there's a tab or a place that you can click on for articles. And there's a few in there. And civilization is one of those articles. Check it out. This is where I'm getting this information. But so you may get another list somewhere else. This is just, this is not an all-encompassing list. Um, this is not law or anything, okay? It's just FYI. But I think it's a decent list, so it's something that we can kind of start with in this conversation um, about what is civilization? What makes a civilization? So there's some ingredients that he mentioned in his article. And I say ingredients, but you know what I'm saying? There's definitely some elements that need to be there. One of, one of them is political order. All right, I'm just going to run through these real quick, and we'll say a quick word about some of these. So you've got, number one, political order. Number two, unity of language. Number three, a unifying moral code. Number four, a basic belief or faith. Um, and then he says there must, number five, there must be education. Now, he didn't list this one out. However, this one was weaved into a couple of those that I just mentioned. Mothers, fathers, parents, family, um, you know, all of the above are needed in moral uh, the moral code or unifying the moral code and then also the education part. So you've got two parts of what he says we need for a successful civilization or civilization to exist. And then we've got mothers and fathers, a big part of that, as they're in, in intertwined in the two of those. Of, and we're talking about moral code again and then the education. Um, so just a couple words. I think political order, when he talks about that, you may say, well, we don't have a lot of political order in the United States of America, but we actually do. I mean, despite all of the hoopla between the different parties and all of that stuff um you know we have a certain order we've got three branches of government so we have order in our politics um may not seem that way but we do um unifying moral code i think that one's slowly but surely it is um it's disappearing uh, that's my opinion but I really believe that that one is slowly going away. Um, you know, basic belief or faith. I, mean, I think we've got a few different faiths, of course, in the United States. We're a very diverse country. The melting pot, if you will, and even for faiths. But we do. I mean, at the beginning of the country, we did have a basic belief. And a lot of people say, no, we didn't. But I, I think we did. I think a lot of the early fathers were... Uh, Protestant, um, at least a deist. Um, many of them were. I'm sure there were, a, you know, a handful that were not 
any of that, but there is plenty of literature um, in the early documents and statues and and monuments and et cetera, et cetera, that would would say or point to a definite basic belief for faith in the country. And then education must be education. So we do got education. We are ranked number 26 in the world, but we do have education. So I don't know much about the education system, so I can't really speak to that, but that is concerning. Um, and I know a lot of us are concerned anyway about our education in, in, in our in our, in our cities and inner cities, things of that nature. So I think there's definitely some work to be done there. Um, so what now? Um, so that's the basics of civilization and families, again, it's tied into that. Here's a couple quotes um, just to kind of get us thinking, getting our, let's get our, our wheels turning a little bit. Alex Haley said this, and I quote, in every conceivable manner, the family is a link to our past, a bridge to our future. All right, and that's a great quote. And then we've got a quote also by Marvin J. Ashton, and it says this, and I love this quote. I think this really settles it for me uh, about how important family is. It says, and I quote, Home should be an anchor, a port in a storm, a refuge a happy place in which to dwell, a place where we are loved and where we can love, end quote. And that's just a great quote for what we're talking about. It's an anchor. It, it's, it's in the port of a storm. And we're going through the storm in this country, and I really think that we need to get back to our families. We need to put families back to the forefront, and we can't forget how important they are. Um, we can't forget that we need families for society to keep moving and it just we're just getting so casual i think to some degree and this isn't every family in the world but or in the country but i think it is becoming very casual and, and a lot of other things where we would learn from <clears throat> from our families and we would take that moral principle or we would take that standard of living or whatever the case is and we would really take that out into the world, I think we lose a lot of that anymore because we are influenced by so many other things. Um, and we're just we're just highly influenced in that way. It's kind of like this show that I was watching the other night, um, talking about all having all this information. You know, uh, a guy, a father and a son were having this argument. It was a political argument, and son was saying all these things, and he really didn't know what he was talking about. And the father said, son, your knowledge is a mile wide and an inch deep. And I think that's kind of where we are today. There's a lot of shallowness in what we're talking about anyway on social, on social media. You know, it's easy to grandstand and to say things and to just kind of drop the mic and leave. And that's what you see a lot. You see a lot of the drop the mic situations and people or people will have you know there's certain argue, argument points or argumentative points or whatever um and i think they use those probably same points most of the time over and over again i see people doing it all the time on the internet I, and i know this is true because i see them do it 
and they go back and forth. And so you get these same points all the time and there's nothing new. And, but if somebody introduces something new, then they want to circle back around to kind of their points and don't want to hear the others because they don't understand it because they don't know that. But anyway, I'm rambling now. But yeah, that's where we're at, though. We're just at that point where it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very chaotic, kind of like I am right now. Um, and so, again, we need, just like Mr. Marvin J. Ashton said, home should be an anchor, a port in a storm, a refuge, a place in which to dwell, a place where we are loved and where we can love. And where do we have a place now that we can love? Seems like we've got a lot of places that we can hate and be bitter and be spiteful and all these other things. And it seems like that's the trend. And I know there's good in the world. I know there is. There's some good out there, but I just see a lot of this, and it just seems like that's the thing that captures all of us. Very strange world we live in. Um, so just a couple questions I'm going to throw out there, and I just want you to kind of think about these throughout the week. Um, and here they are, a couple things. Um, as a society, what are we being influenced by? So be thinking about that. Um, what happens when we deter from any of the items that make a society? So if we if we deter or we even eliminate any of the, the political order, unity of language, unifying moral code, some basic belief or faith, and and or the our education, um, if we see continual uh, deterioration in any of those areas, and then family, of course, intertwined in that again. What happens? What then? Does does herd mentality or mob mentality take precedence over family? And does mob mentality lead us morally? Does it keep us unified? Think about it. Does it? Everything that we know about mob mentality right now, is that keeping us unified? Or does it lead us astray as we change everything about our culture? And as the article stated, is it a knee-jerk response that we're doing uh, this without even being aware of what we're doing just by following the herd or the mob? So, I'll leave you with this, and then we'll be out. Family mentality. What is it? It's a state of being in which people are primarily influenced by their family, thereby living up to the moral principles taught and making rational decisions that will honor and support the legacy which belongs to each member of the family. Thank you guys so much for checking us out on this episode of the podcast. I hope it's encouraging. And remember, just think about the things that we're giving you here in hopes that we can build community and create a kindness culture. And as always, don't desensitize 
revitalize. Keep it kind. I really like kindness because it helps people.